Welcome to Understanding the Bible with Pastor Stephen. This is Season 2, Episode 3, Women, Submissiveness, and Religion. Now, it's going to be two parts, so this is the first part. Uh, the last two episodes, I've spoken very strongly about uh, men in our culture who have been outspoken about the roles of men and women. So if you want to go back and listen to those, uh, these two men are very, very strongly uh, for masculine men and for women who are feminine and understanding the differences between men and women. Uh, and so they talk about the strengths of men in society and why that's a good thing, uh, as opposed to uh, women being nurturing, submissive, the weaker sex, and so on. And so if you listen to my last two podcasts, it was about Andrew Tate and Jordan Peterson. Uh, I've got a couple of clips showing what they say, uh, what they believe, and then why it matters, why it's important uh, for us to stand up for that when those people are being canceled by our society and our culture. Today and a next episode is going to be about what religion says about this and why that is important. Uh, originally, I was just going to make it one part and just talk about what the Bible says, because this particular podcast is specifically about the Christian Bible, the Holy Bible, the Old and New Testament, the 66 books, uh, with the center of it being Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And for some reason, this past week, as I've been thinking about this and planning it and studying it, I've been prompted on multiple occasions to bring up Islam. I don't know why. Uh, I just feel that very strongly that I need to speak about Islam in this particular case, the role of submissiveness in women and why it's wrong. It's a, it's a very large topic uh, to, to try and cover an entire religion. So I'm going to try and be brief about it. Understand that I'm, I'm not going into the entire book of, the, of Islam, you know, the Quran. Um, but I want you guys to understand that I have studied this. I have fell under the teaching of an imam, actually, too. The reason I got into it very uh, deeply later in life was because one of my good friends from the army was actually a Muslim. And he's from um, a Muslim country, came to America uh, specifically because he could seek vengeance on the sect of Islam that he was against and, and kill them in the safest manner by being part of the U.S. military after 9-11. He knew that he could join us and go and kill Muslims that he disagreed with in a safe manner, being protected by the entire might of the U.S. military. So he actually got his citizenship by joining the U.S. military to kill Muslims. And that was, of course, over in Iraq and Afghanistan. So he and I became very close and talked, and he actually uh, taught me quite a lot from the Quran about Islam. Now, prior to meeting him, I actually went to Bible college in Missouri to uh, study religions, and I got a Quran, and I have read the Quran just like I have read the entire Bible. And so I did study it and, and where it came from and about Muhammad the different things that uh, Muhammad did and taught and the way he lived his life. Now, all of this is important because it comes down to what does the religion teach, not what does somebody 
lie to you about their religion say. All right. And you will find that in Christianity as well. There will be people in Christianity and the religion overall who will teach a certain thing and tell you that this is, you know, the path to God or whatever. And you can look up in the Bible and find verses that contradict them. All right. It's the same with Islam. Now there's, there's major differences, but what I want to do is explain to you very briefly about the Quran for the purpose of understanding it is evil and twisted and it is purposefully lying to people. And I will explain that very clearly on how it does that and how it teaches its people to lie so that you think Islam is a good religion. It's called the art of dissimulation. All right. And Allah is the greatest dissimulator of them all. Anyways, the Quran is not the only book that they follow. They also follow the Hadiths, uh, but this will be a very short kind of skimming over the surface of it to get to the point of what the Quran and Islam teaches about women and submissiveness and the fact that it is wrong. It is evil. It is antithetical to what the Bible teaches. And Muhammad was an antichrist and he taught things that were against God. So there are two principles that you need to understand when you read the Quran. The first principle is the art of dissimulation. And the second principle is uh, abrogation. Okay, so when when you read the Quran, and I understand that from the get-go and throughout all of this, I'm going to repeat this a hundred times, Islam is the wrong view. Okay, but number one, if you know the Quran, if you've read the verses and you speak to a Muslim, if you catch them in this stuff, they will tell you that you just don't understand it because you don't know it in the original Arabic and it's not really the Quran that you're reading if you're reading it in English. And this is from my Muslim, former Muslim friend, that that is the number one thing they'll tell you. If you catch them in a lie or if you catch them in a contradiction or if you catch them in a logical error, they will tell you it's just because you don't understand. You're just an infidel. You're, you're an English speaker. You don't know Arabic. If you do know Arabic, if you learned Arabic, they'll say, well, you're not a native Arabic speaker. And if you're not a Muslim, they'll simply say, you can't understand it unless you're a native Arabic speaker who believes in Allah. Let's first of all, look at the art of dissimulation or deceiving. The Quran is written in surahs or chapters. Surah 354 says, and they cheated or deceived and God cheated or deceived and God is the best cheater and deceiver. Allah is the best deceiver. It also says that in 830. Now, modern translations have changed this in the English. Uh, when I was first reading the Quran, when I got my copy of the Quran, it said dissimulator. All right. Which means deceiver. Now they've changed it. It's very hard to find the ones that say deceived or cheated. Uh, the new Qurans that you read in English now say he's the greatest planner or the best schemer. So they're already changing it. So it fits with Western uh, ideology that Islam is good. So the, now instead of saying that he's a dissimulator or a cheater or a deceiver, now they say he's a, he's a good planner. So understand that first of all, first and foremost, as a Muslim, you have to be willing to deceive the infidels any way you can. 
Now, Islam literally means submission. The definition of that is the action or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or authority of another person. So Muslims will tell you that it is 100% submission to God, to Allah. They will do anything that he says. And then, of course, they submit to the, his prophet. There's only one prophet, Muhammad, and in this religion. And then they'll say that when your government is made up of Muslims, they must follow God. And so, therefore, you must follow all the laws of your government. If you properly submit, then you can get to heaven. So the way they take this to extremes, Islam is actually a conquering ideology. It is not just a religion. They believe and the Quran teaches that they must take over the governments and bend people to the will of Allah. So that is by force. That's why the word Islam is actually the word submission. Every knee will bow like from the Bible, right? In the end times. The idea of Islam is that you must force every knee to bow. They're not doing it out of submission, but they will submit to the, the power, the force of, of their Allah. Okay. So how do you read the Quran? Why is that different than the Bible? And then what does the Quran actually say about women submitting? Well, first of all, the Quran is not in chronological order. It's arranged uh, from the longest surah or chapter to the shortest, and there's 114 of them. So surah four, if you're reading through from the beginning, it's the fourth longest surah, but it's actually the 92nd surah that was written. So you need to understand that, and the reason that that is important is that it is completely different from the Christian Holy Bible, that when it states something, it is true, and we don't care when it happened. Period. When the Bible states something, it is true and it doesn't change from one point to the next in history. So when Jesus says something, we don't care what time of his life he said it. We know that he spoke the truth. We don't care when he said it. The fact is he said it and it's true. I'm the way, the truth and the life, right? So Jesus is about truth. And that is the main difference here in this discussion today is Islam is all about Allah is the greatest deceiver of them all. And Muslims must try and be like him. Huge difference, a world of difference. That's why I said that Muhammad's like an antichrist. He is the exact opposite of Christ. There's no way that you can compare them, those two religions. When one says, to love and be truthful. And the other one says, force people to submit and deceive until you can do it. That's 180 degrees different. Here's why this uh, chronology of the Quran is important. The Quran teaches a principle of abrogation. And what that means is the newest teaching replaces the oldest. So when you have a contradiction, like if the Quran says you can do something, and then later you read, it says, you can't do that thing. The Muslims will tell you that's not a contradiction because whatever was spoken last by the prophet is replacing what he said. So it was more of a, a truth just for that time. So here's the verses that teach that. Quran 2 106 says, for whatever verse we might abrogate or consign to oblivion, we bring a better one or the like of it. Abrogation 
is a principle taught in the Quran that when we teach one thing, we consign it to oblivion. It's no longer purposeful. We bring a better teaching. That's what the Quran is telling you. Then Quran 16.101 says, When we substitute one revelation for another revelation, and Allah knows best what he reveals in stages, they say, Thou art but a forger, but most of them understand not. So this actually has the principle of uh, dissimulation, the art of dissimulation, baked into this verse. All right. So he's saying, When Allah says one thing and then contradicts himself and says something else, the infidel will say, oh, there's something wrong with you. You're deceiving me. And all you have to do is reply to them, well, you just don't understand that Allah reveals things in stages. So the first thing you heard was not the whole truth. Now we have the whole truth. And so it's no longer a con it's not really a contradiction. It's just that now he's showing us something different, which is the exact opposite of what he showed before. So you see how Allah is the opposite of the Christian God, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, where Jesus Christ says, I speak the truth. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So there should be no contradictions in the Bible, the Christian Holy Bible. But in the Quran, they expect there to be contradictions and they have a loophole to get out of it. Make sense? So that's the setup for talking about women and submissiveness in Islam. So first of all, when it comes to Islam, Quran 4.34 teaches that women are inferior to men. So what it says is men stand superior to women in that God hath preferred some of them over others and in that they expend of their wealth and the virtuous women devoted, careful in their husband's absence as God has cared for them. But those whose perverseness ye fear, admonish them. So admonish the women, remove them into bed chambers, keep them in the bedroom only and beat them. But if they submit to you, then do not seek a way against them. So very clearly, women need to be submissive to men and you can beat them if they're not. Then in Surah 4.11, it says, the share of the male shall be twice that of a female. So again, men are more important than women. The modern day lie that the Quran or Islam treats women equally comes from Quran 3.195. Their Lord responded to them, I never failed to reward any worker among you for any work you do, be you male or female, you are equal to one another. So people will show you that verse and say, oh, no, oh, no, oh, equality in, in the Quran. We, we love women, right? Then in Surah 2, they talk about legal matters and women. And, and again, they try and lie about that as well. But the point is this, Surah 2, 3, and 4 are the main passages that talk about submissiveness of women and how women are different, right? Surah 2, stating women are equal, is the 87th Surah that was written. Surah 89 also states that women are equal. Surah 3, it was the 89th one that was written. This has also been abrogated by Surah, the 92nd one that was written, which is Surah 4, the one I first read to you that states women are inferior and must submit or be beaten. It was written after all the other ones that talk about equality by the Quran's own verse that says, when I abrogate a earlier teaching, 
you must adhere to the newer teaching. That is the newer teaching that women are inferior and should be beaten into submission. Now, if you go into the Hadiths, the religious writings that tell of Muhammad's words and actions outside of the Quran, they're even worse. Here's a Bukhari one. It says, The prophet said, I looked at paradise and I found poor people forming the majority of its inhabitants. And I looked at hell and I saw that the majority of its inhabitants were women. So the Quran teaches submissiveness of women because they're inferior and that they can be beaten and forced into the bedroom. Now, I won't even get into all the parts about Muhammad raping a nine-year-old girl and forcing the consummation of a marriage on her and all of her writings when she grew up about submission. I'm not even talking about that stuff or the fact that they can have women slaves and have sex with them however they want as many times as they want and the women don't have a right to tell them no and so on. I'm not even getting into all that stuff. I'm just delving in, skimming over the top of this to let you know that Islam is wrong. And Islam, the idea of submissiveness in Islam is probably where most of the world's views on submissiveness in religion come from. And it's wrong. So I'd like to end with the truth because this really infuriates me reading the Quran and all the lies and evil that is in it. Um, But I want to uh, end with the truth here and read Ephesians chapter six to you, which touches on uh, equality. And then I would like to have you please tune in next week where I talk about women's submissiveness and religion according to the Bible, which is the right view. So Ephesians chapter six says, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Parents, plural, mother and father are equal. Verse two, honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with thee and thou mayest live long on the earth. It doesn't single out the father as the head of the house. It says, honor both of them, mother and father. And ye fathers provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling in singleness of your heart as unto Christ not with eye service as men pleasers. In other words, do things for God, not for the people who are in authority over you, but as the servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good thing any man does, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. And you masters do the same things unto them, forbearing threatening, knowing that your master also is in heaven, Neither is there respect of persons with him. Bam, equality. God does not respect one person over another. Verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, truth, not deceit, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, 
praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak, but that you also may know my affairs and how I do. Tychicus, a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, shall make known to you all things, whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose, that you may know our affairs and that you might comfort your hearts. Peace be to the brethren, and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all them that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. Truth is paramount. Understanding that God is not a respecter of persons, especially on this topic of submissiveness, is very important. And understanding that in this world, we battle spiritually against principalities and powers. And one of those is Satan himself and his demons that are spreading false religions. So do not be deceived. Make sure you are studying the truth. And we will dive into that next week. Until next time, may God bless you all.